0: It's no secret that we at Red Havas love social media. But let's face it, the rules of social are always changing. From year to year, month to month, from paid to organic, social keeps us on our toes. Our expertise in social is only as good as our ability to change with the platforms. That's why we stay obsessively up to date on what's happening and how we can make the most of it for our clients. More than just staying on top of the latest developments, we really like to stay ahead of them. Our agency's Red Sky Predictions Report, which we put out at the top of each year, allows us to do just that. In it, we cast 10 predictions for communicators, along with guidance about how to best manage the changes ahead. Invariably, several of these predictions are focused on social media, and this year was no different. I'm Nancy Anderson, Vice President of Social Accounts here at Red Havas US. And to talk about what we can expect for social media in 2023, we brought in two of our global experts on the topic. Davita Tiller, who is our Executive Vice President of Social and Integration at Red Havas US, and Stuart Hood, who is our Executive Director of Social and Content based out of Australia. These two live and work on opposite sides of the world, DAVs in the US and Stuart in Sydney, and on different client accounts. So we're pretty excited to get perspectives from different sides of the world around this conversation and around the trends we're featuring in this year's predictions report. So with that, let's welcome the team to the conversation. Hello, Davs. Hello, Stu. Hi.
1: Hi. Yeah, thanks very much for having us on here.
0: We're happy to have you on the team, Stu. Let's start with an overview of what's happening in social right now. The social landscape is once more in a state of transformation. It's no surprise to anybody on this conversation. But Devs, talk to us through some of the highlights, specifically around what's going on with Facebook and Twitter right now. I mean, the question is really what is not going on
2: in social right now, I think. You know, especially over the last year, we've seen so many shifts happen. The landscape is truly changing in a really big way, some unexpected ways as well. You know, first off, the introduction of Meta happened, and then Meta itself really is not the behemoth that it once was. We've seen some really ongoing battles from a regulatory and rules and regulations perspective. We've seen year-on-year active usage decline across Facebook specifically. And then, you know, of course, there's been some really undeniable drops in market share there as well. So all of these big changes impacting not just Meta, but, you know, the surrounding apps and the opportunities there. And that really has led to, you know, a slew of redundancies. Uh, And then, of course, that doesn't even get me started about Twitter, which I don't think we have to really talk too much about Twitter because we all know what is going on there. But naturally, the role of Twitter has really changed for marketers, how they view the platform and then, in turn, where they are looking to activate next. And so what we've seen is this major shift from sort of the the go-to platforms that we used to know to the newcomers, TikTok being a major one. And we've seen with that some really exciting changes in behavior and trends that I'm excited to discuss today.
0: That is a really good segue because one of our predictions talks about some of the new and newish social players who are poised to step in where Facebook and Twitter might be leaving off. So Stuart, both TikTok and Instagram were considered primarily entertainment and inspiration platforms until recently. But now we're seeing that they're both bucking the trend of declining news consumption that's taking place across channels. So tell us what they're doing to grow in popularity.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I still think people are obviously looking for entertainment and inspiration, but I think it's just that we're not classing that in a different way. You know, people think entertainment and inspiration, it could be people doing dance competitions and things like that, but actually people want to be entertained lots of different ways. And so a prime example of the growth of this kind of news agenda for TikTok it, They've seen a news consumption on their channel of just around, around about 3% in 2020 to about 10% in 2022. You know, that's a lot of extra news hours. To put in, put that into context, that's about one quarter of US adults who are under 30 who are regularly getting their fix of news from the platform. So it's just seen a huge growth across the last couple of years. At Hava, we run a meaningful brand study, and the, the most recent study has showed that 48%, almost half of all content provided by brands is not meaningful to consumers, and that help content is the most desired category from brands today. So whereas content that rewards or inspires is the most expected, people are really wanting to see that help cut content, and I think the news agenda is definitely pushing that for uh, consumers.
2: Yeah, I think that meaningful brand study is just has been fascinating to refer to in seeing these trends happen. And obviously we've also seen this major trend with, you know, platforms like Be Real kind of coming into the mix and, you know, all of that authenticity 2.0 that we're reading about everywhere. But at the end of the day, I think, you know, uh, it's really platforms like TikTok that have shifted that kind of nature of content in general. And now have di- started to diversify where they are becoming a leading source of of news, which, you know, a couple of years ago, you could have asked anyone. They would have said, huh, TikTok as a news channel. Like, that just doesn't make sense. So we're really living in a very different landscape now, and we're seeing our clients also shift their focus as such.
0: They are, and they're reevaluating their content marketing strategy based on the way that platforms are being used now. Stav's one of the predictions that you led relates to a new acronym that you coined. You refer to it as B two B or behind the brand, and with the prediction that it will become a staple theme in every content marketing strategy. What can you tell us more about that?
2: Yeah, I think what we've seen, and this kind of comes back to what Stu was referring to with the help content trend, but you know, especially uh, during and after the pandemic, we saw a lot more. I guess we got a lot more FaceTime, right, with executives with employees through brands own social channels. And I think that really started this whole trend of behind the brands. I think now when you look at, you know, anything from like a pharmaceutical company, like GSK, or, you know, you look at Expedia or any kind of like consumer uh, brands, they're all using people in their storytelling constantly. And they're really leveraging, you know, easy, lower production value tactics. To bring that kind of content into the storytelling and to edit it in a way where it ends up looking really good, but you know they're bringing perspectives from from people that have boots on the ground that are involved in the business and the day to day, and that usually would have been viewed as more behind the scenes. They're bringing them to the forefront, and I think that trend we've seen, you know, in B two B, we've seen it in B two C, and so it really is a new type of content that is emerging and that you know is is becoming a staple in in social media strategies. Which is why you know we, we love to coin a, a new type of content, but it really is behind the brand perspectives.
1: yeah yeah Dave. so I, I definitely agree I mean we're, we're getting a lot more um, especially in the Australian market, we're getting a lot more brands come to us and want help in understanding how they roll out their LinkedIn strategy better and how they bring more employees in, on that journey but but obviously it's not just about LinkedIn anymore it's about making sure that we're telling that story of behind the brand uh, across all of their channels, and I think whether we're talking about TikTok or Instagram or LinkedIn itself. You know, it's something that we're we're working with a lot of current clients and new clients that are coming in are always asking those questions around how do they kind of build up their employee brand strategy and how do we start to tell the story about the brands that they work across?
2: Yeah. And it's also, you know, it's it's becoming harder and harder, right? To retain attention, to cut through um, the social landscape has become so incredibly competitive that I really think that offering that perspective of what goes on in your business uh, in a more real way, that authenticity trend, we're essentially seeing that across all channels. And it is a way of differentiating yourself and showing your, your point of difference as a, as a company and as a brand. And I think it, it is also something that kind of started initially with you know executive visibility and bringing you know, the CEO's perspective. I mean, Delta is a brand that does that really well. I think Ed Bastian has his own um, update from Ed on a weekly basis and things like that. But, you know, I think it's it's now really coming down to all levels of the organization to play a role in the social storytelling. And that is incredibly exciting.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, a stat that's kind of been floating around recently is 72% of consumers feel more bonded with brands when their employees share information on social media. And that just kind of goes to show how important it is for brands to bring their people into into their content mix.
0: So going beyond behind the brand Let's talk about brands that are really nailing it on social right now. Uh, Let's start with you, Stu, of some examples of brands that you think are really getting it right on social.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I I really love brands that kind of take you on that journey of what it's like to be part of them. Um, And so, you know, you look at locally, we have a brand, if we go back to that news consumption topic that we were talking about, there's a, a channel across Instagram and TikTok called The Daily Oz. And from an Australian point of view, they kind of come out of nowhere very fast and are now a bit of a constant for people to stay up to date with the news throughout the day and they do it in a really compelling and easy to understand way they they break down really difficult news agenda items and break that down into you know a few key points or a few key slides that you know i know a lot of colleagues and people within the industry and friends and family are tuning into the daily Odds on on a daily basis to, to get all of their news consumption when we look at consumer brands you know i think Lurpak Butter, they have always been, you know, one of the brands who's really nailed it from a content point of view. You know, their production and the kind of cinematography that they use and the style of filmography that they use is amazing. You know, it creates this deliciousness of the product, but also all of the recipes that they develop throughout all of their, their content. And I think it's that excitement and the satisfaction that you get from their channels is, is completely spot on. Again, another local one to Australia, there's a Bondi to Manly ultra run. Um, and I think their their channel is doing a really good job of bringing people on the journey, what it's like for people who are training for that, that ultra run, how people can get involved in it and all of the kind of excitement that's happening behind the scenes and also when people are doing that run as well. Other brands such as, you know, like the Red Bull Racing F1 team, I think they do an amazing job of taking people on, on the journey for, what it's like to be a part of the team and how they go about their business and what it means to be part of that kind of racing F1 team. Another other brands such as Bailey Nelson in Australia, they were founded in Bondi and now they're all over Australia and the world. Their style, their colours and the feeling that you get from a brand that has one a focus on one product is amazing. I think they've done a really good job in terms of how they develop their content and the story that they tell and from brands from uh, that we work with you know we've got some great skincare brands who focus on education and ingredients to help people understand how their products work and you know we've been working with a number of brands to tell their story and work with some amazing influencer partnerships and in, in terms of the content they develop and how they help how, how people can understand what their products are doing for for their own skin as well
0: giving us plenty for marketers to go out and benchmark after listening to this episode that's what about you um, from your pre- preview? What's uh, what are some of the brands that are really getting it right right now?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think there's some that I've already mentioned. I also think um, I mentioned Delta's CEO before Delta, you know, one of the biggest U.S. airlines. I really, when I moved to the US, became acquainted more with the brand than I ever was before. And I think they do such an incredible job on social and specifically to the same points that Stu was mentioning earlier. They give that real idea of what it's like to be part of the company. If you follow them on Instagram, you get a live entry into uh, a day in the life of a flight attendant. You get behind the scenes footage. You get, you know, um, they really rally around their community and. They post a series of like travel highlights from their own customers on a weekly basis, things like that. So I think on a lot of different spots, they're hitting it right on the mark. And that includes customer service as well, because you can't just do the inspirational stuff and educational and fun stuff, but then, you know, not actually help people when they need you. So that's very important for a brand like that. You know, another heavyweight, obviously, from, from a U.S. perspective is Starbucks. And coming back to that behind the brands, I think they were one of the first ones on the scene to actually create whole social channels just for their own employees. And so they've had that for a while. They also activate their employees very, very heavily in their branded content. If you look at their TikTok, you know, you get lots of education there. They did some really awesome stuff for Black History Month just recently. So I think that that's definitely one to watch. And then from a B2B perspective, I've always really loved looking at IBM, obviously a huge, huge company, but not necessarily a brand that you would expect to be nailing it on channels like Instagram. And they truly are. They've really made it their own. They found a voice and a content style that is truly native to the platform, but at at the same time tells their story in a consistent way to what you see on you know LinkedIn, just more compelling in a in a creative execution for for Instagram specifically, and then I also really love um, I love brands like you know Trader Joe's. If you if you know Trader Joe's, if you shop there, like you you know you feel part of that brand, that part of that community, and they do I think a really great job not of just their own social media content, but also activating the love of their fans and and shoppers that exist on social there's entire social media accounts of what to buy at Trader Joe's and like the latest finds and they interact with that really well so I mean, there's so many different ones I could name. Uh, We're doing some really exciting stuff with some of our own clients, of course, at the moment. So if one of our clients get your guide, they're in the travel experience space, so they sell travel experiences. Uh, And we're going to be offering some super unique ones for consumers to engage with this year. So lots to watch out for there as well.
0: We talked a bit about the brands that you admire, both from an Australian and a U.S. perspective, but bringing that conversation in-house What's on demand right now? What are you getting asked for most from your clients? Stu, let's start with you in Australia.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's always been this conversation around how the brands run better organic or always on activity across their social channels. And that's always been a really big challenge for the social teams in-house and obviously for for agencies who who are running social accounts for their clients. But you know, dare I say it, that I think brands are finally starting to use paid better when they when they approach their organic strategy. We know that a lot of the social channels don't give very good organic reach anymore. And it's always been a bit of a battle to convince clients that you have to have really great creative, but you also have to spend some money to ensure that people are seeing your content. And I think there's been a really good shift around that understanding, that education around how paid can do a really good job for your organic strategy and i think that's i think that's really starting to come through with brands when they when they understand having a really good organic or always on approach is vital for their kind of brand storytelling and all of their all of the engagement that they get off the back of it
2: yeah for sure we've seen a lot i mean paid social is such a staple now in a lot of client briefs and asks but Definitely the sophistication around like understanding, you know, full funnel paid social activation on an always on basis. And then also really supplementing the organic content strategy with clever use of paid support um, is definitely something that we've been seeing a lot of as well. The other thing that that comes up constantly and Stu, I know on your side as well, because we were talking about this just the other week, is we are getting an incredible amount of demand for social listening and social intelligence. And I think it's also like really a combination of SEO trends and social listening combined and looking at kind of what, you know, what the audience is talking about, what they're looking for, what they're missing, and then really proactively plugging those gaps through content, but also using social listening in a much more sophisticated way to really look at brand reputation and not just on the social side but really holistically from an earned social you know paid influencer perspective so we've done a lot of exciting custom dashboard builds recently with clients and there's just much more demand for that now than ever before
1: yeah absolutely dev in the last 3 or 4 months we've had about five different briefs from separate clients come through asking for us to develop a, a social listening strategy and it's kind of in two ways some some clients want to understand what people are talking about from a a brand point of view and what their competitors are doing. And then other other clients are asking for a monitoring service to understand what's happening on a daily basis. So the the people that are working behind these brands are really starting to tune into what people are are saying about the brands and they're really using that data and insight to help feed into their content strategy. And I think that's such a good way and a good use of data for, for people to develop their content plans out.
2: Yeah. And also, I think just the platforms themselves have evolved so much that you really get that end-to-end view now. Like you're not just, you know, I mean, truth be told, right? A lot of social listening is truly just listening to Twitter for the most part. So I think now that you can actually plug in all of your own channels, you can plug in your paid activities, you can align your community management and like the engagement that you have with your audience directly And all of that combined gives you a really good understanding of sentiment, of, you know, key topics and tonality, like key message penetration, stuff like that, and also influencers in the conversation. So there's just so many different things that you can now get from social intelligence in a more holistic way that I don't think, you know, we really had like this before.
0: Well, that was a robust conversation. I'm not sure if there's anything else on your radar that you'll be tracking for social media this year, um, but you tell me that, Dav. Uh, Stu.
1: Yeah, I mean, my um, when I when I first you know dipped my toe into, into social in what 2009 2010, um, I was working for McDonald's in the UK at the time, and when we when we were working with Facebook as a partner, then they they were talking about how creative is so important, even though they're The platforms were giving you a good organic reach back then. Uh, It wasn't just about creating content for for the sake of it and and hoping that people will see it and engage with it. They were definitely talking about how important it is to ensure the creative is is best in class. And we just had Meta in the office last week for for a Havas Village session, and that was one of their number one takeaways as well, you know, continuing to build that best-in-class content to ensure that it's driving performance. And, And it's something that we... As a social team here in the Australian office, always talk about how we're creating best in class content for all of our clients. But it's vitally important for the brands that we work with. And so it's great that we're still seeing that and hearing that from platforms such as Meta in terms of pushing that agenda and making sure that the creative is as best as it can be.
0: Jeff, anything from you? You know, I
2: have so many things on my mind at any given time when it comes to like what what I'm watching this year. But I think one of the topics I'm really um, intrigued by and that I'm definitely going to have my eyes on is exclusive content. I think we've seen that trend really unfold recently, especially in the influencer space. When you think about, you know, content subscriptions, being able to subscribe to exclusive content from influencers. And then, of course, we also have things like, you know, the close friends feature on Instagram. And then we've just seen Instagram launch channels, which is, you know, a a new form of broadcast media on Instagram that you can use to communicate directly with audiences on certain topics and give updates. All of these are very, like, creator-influencer-led, but I do definitely see them coming for brands. And I think that's something that um, will be super exciting to tap into so really kind of more one to one or one one to many i should say you know communication formats on social that's one um the other one that comes up a lot too is employee engagement we're getting lots of employer branding employee engagement asks from clients it's a space that you know we've done quite a bit in but we have so much room to like explore and it's ever changing so i think that's definitely another one to watch
1: you know there are there are so many things that come out every year from these social platforms and you know and that's why we we have specialists in our agency to make sure that people understand what it means for businesses and what it means for brands. And then also how how we can take advantage of all of these kind of new services from the platforms and how we can test and learn, see whether it's right for the brands that we work with and how we utilize that across the board in terms of making sure that we are driving that reach and the, the kind of engagement that we know a lot of brands want.
2: And we do happen to send a weekly sort of social newsletter in the agency on all things social. So if you're listening to this and you would like to get amongst it, just, you know, let Nancy know, and I'm sure she'll add you to the
0: list. I love the shameless plug. Thanks for that, Debs. (laughs) Indeed, we will. Uh, So we've talked about a lot of trends. We've talked a lot about best-in-class brands, and we've talked quite a bit about the type of actions that brands are taking, be it paid or social listening. As we bring the discussion to a close, what is the one piece of social advice you would share with brand marketers and communicators as we head further into 2023? Uh, Davs, I'll pass this question over to you for the final word.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think the one thing that really comes to mind for me is just the versatility of social as a channel, how much the sheer amount of things that it can do. If you think about it, there's actually nothing across the, the marketing funnel that social cannot do. All the way from you know driving awareness to consideration to conversion to advocacy, uh, customer service—it really spans the the gamut. And so, with that in mind, you know it's it's such a it's a complex channel. There's more about it to know than ever before, and I think investing in specialism is is really important. So if you're, you know, a brand that doesn't necessarily have an internal point of contact on all things social that can really give you that perspective that Sue was referencing before and knows what's going on and how to activate those latest changes or you you don't have an agency partner that does that for you then, you know, now is really the time to get amongst it and, you know, I think just having that 360 understanding is is more important than, than ever because there's a lot to be explored. There's a lot you can do, but there's also a lot that can go wrong. So um, I think, you know, that's kind of would be my main point there.
0: Sage advice to end this episode. Stu, Davs, thank you so much for the time and for the insights. We will reference some of the brands that you shared on the call in our show notes, and we will link to the 2023 predictions as well. Thanks so much for your time.
1: Thanks for having us.
0: Thanks, guys. Thank you for joining us for today's episode. You can subscribe to the show using your favorite podcasting app. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. And don't forget to rate and review today's show to let us know how we're doing. We hope you'll join us again for more of the latest communications, insights, and trends from the team at Red Havas.